0: What were you doing this time last year? I can tell you what I was doing. And it sounded like this
1: Is this thing
0: on? This
2: is Big Green.
0: Welcome to This is Big Green, the August 2012 edition, our anniversary edition, no less. One year of This is Big Green, and we're here to celebrate. And you're going to join us, like it or not, you're coming with us on this ride. Here we go. we got a couple of new songs by Rick Perry. We're going to hear from Mitt Romney's horse. Not to mention a little chestnut from Big Green Past. Oh, yes, we're going back to the beginning, my friends. And we'll be talking to my brother Matt, as usual. Just hang in there. It's coming right up.
2: Is this thing still on?
0: hello matt uh, god damn it hello joe and you know what this is <laughs> no what <laughs> <laughs> well i'm gonna tell you oh boy i'm waiting i'm waiting to hear it <laughs> well it's her anniversary episode oh my
1: goodness gracious it is it's been one whole year this whole is big green solar year for the planet earth <laughs> it's our very own podcast one year old 365 days have gone by since the first
0: one. And it's starting to walk. It's starting to walk. It's going to be talking soon. It's been gurgling for six months now. It's been drooling all over the
2: floor.
0: (laughs) It's having some pancakes.
2: happy anniversary happy anniversary happy anniversary happy 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 anniversary happy 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 anniversary happy anniversary happy anniversary happy anniversary happy
0: anniversary and now as promised we're going to hear from mitt Romney's
2: Horse. A horse is a horse,
0: of course, of course,
2: and no one should speak of this dancing horse. That is, of course, unless the horse is owned by Willard Metz. Go right to the source and ask the horse. You'll argue belongs it's to Mitch's wife, of course. These are the words you must endorse. There's no dancing, Mr. Neff. Candidates, they must in black, exaggerate all day. Mr. Neff won't up to it because it would look like he's gay. A horse is a horse, of course, of course. But this one belongs to its wife, of course. You never heard of its dancing horse. Well, listen to this. Romney's dancing <laughs>
0: My gosh, I love barns. What could be more American than a barn painted red? <laughs> And the rocket's red glare, the bombs bursting in air, gave proof through the night that our flag was still there. Oh, say does that star-spangled banner yet wave O'er the the land
2: of the the free
0: and the
1: home
2: of the
0: Ned, I told you you're not supposed to talk, sing, or dance through the balance of this campaign. I'm running for president for Pete's sake. What if the press hears about this?
1: They'll think you are some kind of Latter-day Saint, Willard. Like a Mormon Saint Francis of Assisi.
0: The Obama campaign guys would have a field day with that. I can hear it now. Romney talks to his dancing horse.
1: Don't worry, Willard. You guys can just say that Obama
0: talks to his ass. just don't talk, dance, or sing. That is, outside of an Olympic venue. And certainly not while the press are around.
1: Well, Willard, you were singing out of key. I had to jump in. It's all part of being a professional. Remember, I used to sing some of my own theme song. I know a thing or two about staying on pitch, you know. Swing low,
0: sweet child Listen Ned, please don't talk to me Or sing to me for a while You're supposed to be Anne's horse And I just can't afford to be caught parleying with a cabaret horse
1: You mean a dressage horse A singing, dancing,
0: French, homosexual horse, don't you? <laughs> yes I do Now, our deal was that you would be able to dance in the Olympics only if you kept quiet for the seven years that I'm running for the highest office.
1: And your part of the deal was I wouldn't have to ride on top of the
0: horse trailer all the way to the Olympic venue. (laughs) Oh, Ned, you're quite a character. What in heaven am I going to do with you?
1: You know, Willard, great Republicans have always talked to their horses. Eisenhower talked to his horse Sherman. Reagan talked to his horse Pumpkin Toe. Ford talked to his horse from a reclined
0: position on the ground. I am not interested in what they did. They probably released their tax returns, too. There's even some
1: tape of Nixon conspiring with his horse, expletive deleted. That was a racehorse, I guess. It was only W that was afraid to talk to his horse, you know. And you don't want to be like him,
0: do you, Willard? That's right. Old George got thrown that time. Poor Jockey, He never got over it. Listen, Ned, please. When the press are anywhere around, which is all the time, don't talk to me or about me. (laughs) I don't want to have to get a veterinarian down here. And if I do, of course, all options will be on the table. Remember, Willard, I'm
1: not one of your lobotomized Clydesdales. This horse can get Cronkite on
0: the phone as quick as Quick Oats. Cronkite has been dead for ages. We posthumously baptized him as a Mormon just last year. How was I supposed to know
1: that? There hasn't been a television in this barn for 50 years. You put all your efforts into outfitting your garages with elevators. I don't even have a telephone. How do you expect me to get calls from
0: celebrity friends like Black Beauty and Trigger? (laughs) Ned, I'm pretty sure those horses are all stone dead by now. Probably all went to the glue factory that Bane plundered into bankruptcy a few decades ago. (laughs) A sad but lucrative piece of work.
1: Did you posthumously baptize all my horse friends, too? If you did, could they qualify to get their own planet? When I die, I want to go to the planet of the horses. <laughs> then it'll be payback time for Heston.
0: He whipped the hell out of my Uncle Tango and Ben Hur. Ah, uh, no. <laughs> Ned, you have to understand that not even a Mormon bishop like me can baptize a soulless animal. It wouldn't be kosher so to speak, and Heston is already enjoying his ape-free, horse-free, gun-filled planet even as we speak.
1: Damn his spurs. (laughs) Well, you can still baptize the Lone Ranger's horse, Silver. I understand he was an Indian Mustang, so in Mormon terms, he was Semitic.
0: (laughs) No, Ned, it
1: doesn't work like that. Listen, Pop, I've just got to dance, and I've got to get ready for the Olympics. Where's that blacksmith at? I want some new dancing horseshoes made. Pronto.
0: Then keep your darn mouth closed, and you can go dance for your country. And remember, you're Anne's horse, not mine. My horse is the Clydesdale. (laughs) Such smooth-riding, quiet horses. (laughs) The equine version of a Cadillac.
1: For some reason, whenever I see one, I feel like tying one on. Fill my trough with beer, Willard.
0: Remember, you're in training, Ned. No one knows better than me. The Olympic governors have strict rules about drug and alcohol use. For Pete's sake, I once ran the Olympics. I can't have a horse of mine, or, I mean, Ann's, disqualified from the games.
1: Can we stop in France on the way back, Willard? We haven't been there since your missionary days. What do you say, Padre?
0: <laughs> I don't think so. That wouldn't play well with my bait. <laughs> it would be like me coming out for the insurance mandate. No, not again. You're giving me whiplash. We're definitely not going to France. <laughs> it would be political suicide for me.
1: I seem to remember that when the call came down for you to go to French Indochina, you just heard the French part. For some reason back then, you couldn't wait to get there and start converting heathen truffle eaters.
0: (laughs) I was grateful to have the opportunity to bring God and the benefits of Western civilization to that part of the world.
1: And while you were peddling the magic boxers, I was in a cafe in Paris discussing Voltaire with an ex-cavalry
0: horse in a beret. And Willard, every night I was dancing. I was personally disturbed by the sheer variety of cheeses I found there. (laughs) Now Ned. I've got to get back to overseeing the crafting of my convention acceptance speech. I've got to make sure those guys instill it with frequent allusions to my core beliefs.
1: When they're done with that, see if you can get one of them back here with a shovel. Since you outsourced the barn help to the Philippines, there's been no one to clean up any core beliefs around here. It might surprise you to know I'm not actually 15
0: feet tall. Time I've never seen a horse use tokens. Well, I thought that it was odd that all the geriatric horses out here continued growing, and I wondered what that aroma was.
1: That's the smell of Romney's
0: America, and I'm used to it. Ned, just remember what I told you, and we'll get along fine. Hey, pal, I'm a
1: horse, not an elephant. If I don't remember something, it's because of my
0: nature. Hmm, a dancing elephant might be just the thing for the convention. I wonder if there's a place to purchase dressage elephants. Listen, I've really got to get back to that speech. I've got to give the nation a taste of President Romney.
1: Just don't screw it up this time, Willard. I wanna kick my hoof mark into the Washington Monument
0: Okay, okay. One of the boys is going to come down here and take you to your trailer. After that, it's an unpressurized cargo hold all the way to Heathrow. I hope you enjoy it.
1: It'll be like being stampeded into Apollo 13 by one of the
0: Osmonds who isn't Donny. I can hardly wait. Actually, it might be Donnie. <laughs> Goodness, I can't tell those boys apart either. Anyway, Ned, you just keep your spirits up. I'll do the same, and we'll both come up winners. My gosh, I just love to win. Just think of it, Willard.
1: For your inauguration, you can ride me down Pennsylvania Avenue. I'll be dancing a jig, and we'll be singing the Star Spangled Banner in perfect harmony. Well, maybe not in perfect harmony. You should probably hire someone to perform your part. I recommend Robert Goulet.
0: Think of that, Willard. Good night, Ned. splinters already Too happy 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 <laughs> happy happy anniversary. happy anniversary happy anniversary
2: happy anniversary
0: Well, uh, so Joe, what what guests have you lined up for this special anniversary? This is a special gala anniversary celebration. We're going to have we shall
2: sing it to the rafters.
0: All the people that we've had on the show for the last year are going to come back and sing to us. I'd have to congratulate
2: us. Yes, yes,
1: yes,
0: (laughs) yes, quite so. (laughs) We're going to sing it to the rafters. I'm so proud And I want to thank every one of you out there For listening to us for this past year It's been wonderful It's really an honor Apparently Rex is here Rex! And T-Rex too Who? (laughs) Who? He's throwing up He's throwing up Throw up is here
3: (laughs) I think I'm gonna hurl
0: I was watching a bird regurgitate today It was very exciting Oh god well, no. He's, Do they eat? It's their... getting ready to to Do feed they eat its their babies. Yank? No, <laughs> no. <laughs> you know, last I think we have to apologize for last week's show in which we were talking about birds eating their own yak. So it's hard to believe we hit the same subject again. What are the chances? What are the chances? You know, I was watching a cedar waxwing go back to its nest and it was feeding its young, and it. And it it held a bunch of berries in its crop, and Ooh. it was like just regurgitating one after the other. So it looked a bit like it was a uh, was a vending machine or something, just bringing forth berry after berry. Oh, that wasn't gross at all. Actually, it was looked like just a little red ball. Do they would ferment come out. in there? Well, no, of course they don't, Joe. So it was <laughs> only in there for probably ten minutes <laughs> when it went to the berry tree. It's then- in a
2: state of molten ferment. <laughs> it
0: made contact with the gizzard <laughs> something you don't want to do something you ain't got any who something you never want to try on your own oh you may try <laughs> oh they have a fine and easy <laughs>
1: for traders
0: <laughs> now, now we're we're going back to Lee Majors as In he played party. Heath in the Big Valley. It was one of the first episodes of the show. Maybe the first one, actually. No, it wasn't. It was one of the early episodes, and they hadn't quite nailed his character down. Oops. And he had quite an accent yeah. in the beginning. Yeah, he talked like this. Yeah, he talked like kind of a sped-up version of himself. And they had to dub were that whole... They striking
2: against him. <laughs>
0: <laughs> they had to dub in his speech, because apparently... Did it wrong, or yeah, there yeah, was, it the was sound of a truck in the background? They had to fix. Yeah, it was that. It was that episode of The Big Valley where they. Yeah, they were talking. It was all about the the miners. Yeah, that, right. in the mines that were owned by Tom Barkley They have it fine and yeah. easy. Yeah, and, it, and he comes back and makes an indignant speech in front of yes. the entire family in the, in the Barkley family living room against him. Yeah, <laughs> and they had to dub the whole thing in, and by the looks on the other actors' faces. He must have been delivering those lines very poorly. <laughs> yes, I suspect that was the case. Those were the days when they had a, a fourth Barkley brother, too. They had yeah. Eugene, who mysteriously disappeared yeah. after like half the first season and they never spoke of him again. No, he was the Berkeley Barkley. Yeah, he went to Berkeley Barkley. He went to Berkeley. He was going to Berkeley to be a veterinarian or a... Maybe he went to Berkeley and like became involved in the free speech, yeah. speech movement or something. Yeah, he met Mario Savio. <laughs> <when he went. laughs> and uh he he was dead to them after that. Yeah, he was dead to they. Were, he was he dead assumed. to the Stockton Barclays. After yes, that. they disowned him. Yeah, they wrote him out. The fire's heading for Stockton. <laughs> so, Joe, do we have any apologies? for I'm afraid we Any know. anniversary apologies? Well, this is really the an, the first apologize anniversary for of a, the whole year. <laughs> I'm going to apologize <laughs> for the last twelve episodes of this show. They, it's a pretty poor batch, really, if you think about it. <laughs> It's a pretty sorry spectacle, (laughs) generally speaking. It it is, and we know a lot of generals. This is big green brand. Yes, Yes, we've... Extremely low. We've diminished the brand. (laughs) Yes, we've diminished the brand, the value is extremely low. You are wearing a snazzy suit today, in honor of our bark suit. I'm wearing bark suits and big green hair. Big green hair. Bark suits. yes. Bark like complexion, <laughs> as tall as a tree. Mm. Oh, that was our poem about mm. Lincoln. Sorry. Mm. Mm. Apologies, Joe, from last month. Apologies. <laughs> Apologize. <episode>. Apologize. <laughs> an apology. Uh, we were requested to make an apology oh. at, because of our eulogy of. I almost said Jack Pellence. It was Ernest Bergnine. Jack Palance is uh, is dead, isn't he? He's dead, too. I'm not sure he might not be but he has appeared on this show he's appeared on this show yes he has yes an early episode he, he was on the show did it have In to spirit. do with space well he was responding to uh... <gasps> oh yeah oh yeah i remember that now that's right you had a little recording he had a little can of he, he, was having, a can of he was having a little, uh, yeah. Joe broke up in a opened, can of pallets. He opened a can of whoop-ass on, <laughs> on some producer. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah! He was good. doing like voiceover work, yeah. and, and he got pissed off at some. Yeah. I don't even know who you are. Yeah, that was great. Yeah. I, I was thinking you Yes, yeah, so I've got hissy fits from some of the most famous people in the world. <laughs> that when he was in that really low, incredibly a few low If you people budget. out there are really, really good. I will play you Casey Kasem having a meltdown, <laughs> and I don't think, I don't think you've ever heard a meltdown until you've heard Casey Kasem have uh, a meltdown. He uh, yeah, had a spectacular one, so I understand. Though he was a nice guy, um, but Ernest Borgnon, we apparently referred to him as fat and ugly. Oh no, uh, we were and talking that he, about and that he masturbated to death or something. <laughs> <laughs> Kind of don't think I we don't said even think that. that's possible. <laughs> um, no, he uh, no. What we said was he was in Marty, where he said that I'm ugly, ma, ah, I'm ugly. Yeah, I know. we were just quoting, Joe was just quoting a line from the movie that I didn't even see. Yes, yeah, so if I recall correctly, he's a very handsome man. Handsome, he's extremely handsome. But did we call him fat? He actually, was a good actor. I think I referred to him as a big man. He was a big man. Yeah, so I didn't say. Well, shit. there's no denying that he was a big man. But he did he did make that we we commented on the comment that he made on on, on whose show was it? Bill O'Reilly's show? No, it was Fox and Friends. Oh, when, oh, he, Fox. when he oh that's right, when he was overheard uh, Fox and Friends when the Fiends. mic picked up him telling Steve Ducey how come he Or the black haired guy who isn't the brown haired so guy who isn't Steve Ducey, <laughs> Brian Goldman <Colby? laughs> Um no he was he was overheard saying to to Steve Ducey that he masturbates a lot or something. Oh yeah, yeah. That's yeah, his, that's his secret to longevity. Yeah. But so I don't think good. we were mean to I mean you said about Jack Lelane, however, that he died of doing croaking jacks or something. But but Jack Lelane didn't just die, so I mean we don't have the Look, same standard. He lived a long and full life. Okay. Yeah, He's very healthy until he died. No complaints. He didn't do croaking jacks. He, d- <laughs> I don't even think that's such a thing. <laughs> croaking There's jacks. There's no such thing. So I think those are our, <laughs> our only apologies <laughs> that were brought to my attention. You were talking about masturbating. And we did get a piece of mail. Croaking jacks. Joe, should we worry about this piece of mail? Oh, wait a minute. It's not merely a letter. Yeah, it's kind of a package. It's a package. And Joe, I think there's like... I don't hear ticking, but I do see some kind of white powder kind of... Does it sound sifty when you shake out it? out of the corner of it. Not really. <laughs> but I think there might be bubble wrap in there. What about... Is there smoke coming out of it?
2: That's your ass. <laughs> <laughs> well, no. why,
0: well, why don't you open the letter, Matt?
2: No, but you're... I'll stand over you're here. right.
0: This is like... This isn't somebody's printing. This is a font. It's like a font made to look like somebody. Why don't you read like what the label says, my friend? It's just a barcode, Joe. Well, read the address. But you want to have your address on the radio machine? Well, it's addressed to Matt Perry, Big, Big Green. Green. Um, our our street address. Okay. I'm putting on oh, my asbestos home. gloves. And they're my best asbestos gloves. It says Cheney Hammer Mill. Okay, I'm opening Little Falls, it. New York. I'm opening it. It's not exploding so far. Oh. I took one corner off. Why it's did you alive. say oh? <laughs> did you see something in there? It's alive. Wait, there's something in here, Joe. Ja. There's something in there. I dropped my plant. What could it be? Hmm. What the... I dropped my pen just in time to get a new pen! This is amazing. (laughs) Isn't that funny? There's a pen inside this envelope, and it says Big Green on it, and it has... It has a picture of us. Oh
2: my god!
0: With your address on it. Let
2: me see. (laughs) (laughs)
0: That's just great. And what is this it's we have inside here? It's a big green pen. Inside here, I can't get it out. It's it's stuck. You better jettison me.
3: <laughs> it's stuck.
0: Oh great! Now they want us to place an order for a million of them, just nine dollars each. No, if we order a hundred, Joe, we could have have them for thirty-nine cents each. Boy, this is a disappointment, Joe. It's got my cell phone number on it. This is a disappointment, Joe. Very disappointing. Well, read what the letter says. Try that pen and I hope it writes awful. Okay. Now you dropped both pens. (laughs) Both on the floor next to each other. I'm going to step on it. It's dumb. Step on it. It's dumb. Oh, well. Let's see here. So, Joe. Oh, look. (laughs) It's a personal letter from one of our fans. (laughs) Dear Matt Perry writes the fan. I designed and produced the enclosed full-color sample, especially for you. Yes, it's in full color, isn't it? It's black and it white. It was a labor you know. of love, and I hope you agree. It looks terrific. It's black. And Actually, white. my whole company is buzzing with excitement for you. <laughs> I'm not making this. Who's up. Hugh? For Hugh, <laughs> everyone who saw your pen loved it. I took the liberty of producing this custom-designed sample to make a dramatic statement and to demonstrate to you how important your account is it will be my company it will be to my company and me joe but it only writes expletives i am sure you'll agree you've never seen anything like this before my patented graphic process pens m1 through m 3 were not entirely successful buzz in the promotional pen industry <laughs> okay joe This is great stuff for radio. (laughs) I'm reading a a personal letter to you from Dave Thompson, CEO of the National Pen Company. (laughs) Well, that's appropriate. Well, now, if he came out with a kazoo that has our name on it, that would be different. To you, Matt Perry of Big Green. Well, this was great, Joe. I like presents. What a Um, wonderful anniversary gift. It is. Thank you, Dave Thompson. Thank you, Dave. I know you're out there. Thank you.
2: Dave, thank you, Dave.
0: Thank you,
1: Davey, Dave.
2: Thank you, Davey.
0: Davey Crockett was a man. <laughs> no, that's right. That was Daniel Boone was a man. Davy Crockett was <laughs> Davey less than a man. Davey Crockett was a man. <laughs> <laughs> he was less than a man. He was half a man. So, Joe, who else died. Who else did die? Um Gor Vidal died, Joe. Yeah. Oh, okay. Somebody actually really good died. Yeah, somebody actually decent and good. Yes, uh Gor Vidal did die. Yes. A uh, very prolific writer of books and plays. Yep. And uh political commentator. <laughs> extraordinaire. Yes, <laughs> yes certainly. <laughs> very inconvenient. Called <laughs> William F. Buckley, a crypto Nazi. Yeah. <laughs> to his face. After after <laughs> Bill called him a faggot. Yeah. And he was like going to punch him or something. He was like getting all puffed yeah. up and he was like going to. hes going to punch him in the gut? He's going to take face. him behind yeah. the yacht club and yeah. punch him or something. Because yes. he's such a virile man. Yes. <laughs> that was pretty amusing, actually. Yes. That was quite amusing. My favorite thing that Gore Vidal did in relatively recent years, I guess in the 90s, was that show he had on the American presidency, which he went through all American presidents. It was on the History Channel. Yeah. And they had to have like a panel. Yes, it. I was going to talk about that. They had. Here's the History Channel that now shows shows about ancient astronauts, <laughs> you know, about aliens building the pyramids. And building like every interesting structure uh, from ancient times, <laughs> they yeah. don't have a panel discussion after each <laughs> one of those shows to say they're <laughs> questionable in the areas of, in the area of fact. Right. But for some reason, after Gore Vidal's show, they had to have a panel hosted by who the fuck was it? Like it was, Roger Mudd or somebody? Yeah, I was like, it was like some yeah. Some has-been has, yeah. has anchor man. Uh-huh. Like, he had to bring us <laughs> so back to Earth. What kills me is they didn't have Gore Vidal on the panel. I'm sure he probably would have been there. I mean, he showed He'd up. He had his say. <laughs> you think they could have had an interactive Gore, you know? Yeah, it was, it was a history of the American presidency. In, yeah. In, was it in recent decades, or was it with the whole... It was up to... to I'm, pretty, did he do sure, the I'm pretty sure he did. Yeah, yeah, he did. Yeah, because I remember, Cause <laughs> remember one of my favorite things he did was he was talking about Eisenhower. and saying <laughs> Eisenhower would read his speeches with a true sense of discovery. Because Eisenhower, when he was still a candidate... Yeah. Apparently, his speechwriters slipped in this line saying that he would go to Korea. <laughs> yeah. And when he was reading the line, "And if I'm elected, I promise to go to Korea,"
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> so yeah, he did the 20th century presidents. He he talked about Jack Kennedy and he talked about his his cousins. <laughs> I don't know his cousin. I think he's related to, to Jimmy Carter too. Is he somehow? Yeah, I, I think that's what he said in it. But anyway, it was, it was good. But the the panel had some problem with what he said about like President Taylor or something. It's like <laughs> he wasn't completely accurate when talking about President Taylor. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, God, is that the best you have, guys? Yeah, James K. Polk. <laughs> James <laughs> K. Polk, the <laughs> <laughs> president. Okay, <that's-> <laughs> Did <laughs> you ever hear that
2: sound? Ca- no, I don't think 1844, so. 1844, the Democrats were split.
0: You no, know, it kind of reminds me of the Monty Python song about Cromwell.
2: Cromwell, Lord Protector of England. <laughs> that
0: was a good one. Uh, so we will That'd miss Gore Vidal. Yes, we will He's indeed. a very entertaining individual. Yes, he certainly was. He loved to do impersonations of political figures, too. It was very amusing. He had a great voice. Whenever he'd talk about FDR, he'd, he'd like turn into FDR. Oh. Beautiful speaking voice. <laughs> Nothing to fear, but that's <laughs> it's a good man, good man. So, uh what else? Who else did we lose this month? I don't know. Can you think of anybody? Well, there was Alex Coburn. Oh yeah, Alex Coburn too. Yeah. He he died. He died so close to Christopher Hitchens, his arch enemy. I know. I know. <laughs> it's like, oh my god. Well, he didn't even know he was sick. I mean, he didn't say anything. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, was he writing columns right up to the to mm-hmm. the end there? Yeah, he wrote a column for the nation was like his last column, I think. Um it was just a few weeks ago. Wow. Yeah, he wrote, so a, column must about, kind of wrote a column about So it have been kind of unexpected. A column about the banking crisis. It was cancer. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. He was in he, he was being treated in Germany, I think. Yeah. Well, he was pretty hilarious when he talked about old Hitch. Oh, yes. <laughs> Although, I kind of dumped out on him when he started becoming a, a global climate change denier. Yeah, that was a kind of a strange turn. <laughs> but I kind of very- wondered about the veracity of everything else he said after that point. It's like, how much else is he wrong about now? Yeah, I would have, except that. I know independently that he was right about a lot of stuff. I know. He right. just it, it was that was a and, big one for me though. And I have <laughs> to I have to say that he in recent years he hadn't really written talked much about, about it much. It, very much at all. Well, he was he pretty was, much yeah. alone on the left, but he didn't yeah. mind being alone. But he used to <laughs> he used to have feuds with so he, many people. He He loved with, to stir things up. He know. loved to piss people off. He had a, he feuded with Hitchens Throughout the period when Hitchens was still a progressive <laughs> he feuded with Eric alterman did that ever end or did they keep like talking shit about each other uh they kind of stopped yeah, yeah, I mean they were because this. he he more or less he got cut back severely on the on the in, in the nation he who was over uh, alex Coburn oh. yeah he was he used to be in there bi weekly and he was—he ended up being there maybe once a month. Oh, okay. Yeah, because you're right. He was. But he had his own publication. Yeah, he bi weekly. Counterpunch. Yeah. So he kept it up with Counter Counterpunch. Yeah. Because yeah, right. I, still get I it. got that when it first came out. I was getting it for a while. Back in the 80s. I still get it. Late 80s, I think. I still get it. It's got some good I moments. still get it. It's, it's interesting because Jeffrey St. Clair... His, oh, no. Uh, I was thinking about a different publication he came out with that came out in the late 80s. wasn't as good as Counterpunch. Hmm. It was, yeah, I don't it remember. Was something... I forgot what it was called. Yeah. His uh, partner uh, in Counterpunch, Jeff St. Clair, is actually a really good environmental writer. Mm. Um, I don't think he's got a problem, I sure problem hope. Nah. Yeah. you I, might as I've well never, not yeah. be an environmental I don't, I don't writer think he, I don't think he joined him on that but. <laughs> well anyway we will miss him he was right about most things yeah so uh, yep. so we lost two we'll big ones there anybody else Joe anybody else dying Andy dying Griffith. for dollars Andy Griffith. Yeah, we talked about him last oh, damn. month you fool you fool who else Damn nuts! Um, no, he died centuries nuts. ago. Um, Marvin Hamlish. <laughs> I don't know. It's only because I listened to NPR. Oh, is is he the like the? the so between sports, is he the sports and line sports? They guy. talked about Marvin Hamlish. Yes, I know so much sports. Yeah, we have to know about. <laughs> oh, then there's the twenty five part series about you know First and Main or something, and then and then they they have to go to cemeteries. And look at cemeteries. It's the freaking Olympics. Scratch their heads over the cemeteries. The Olympics. Oh, they have about fifty series. They're keeping count on how many, how many gold medals America wins. Yes, <laughs> it's like the Olympics—just an excuse for rich nations I to give each other prizes. I know. What are they going to do? Melt down the gold and <laughs> cash it in when you get home? Like, oh, how amazing! <laughs> Nigeria doesn't seem to win nearly as many. <laughs> metals as we do.
2: Strange. <laughs> <It's Jay. laughs> yes. What about the gold? Gold. Gold. Oh, Joe
0: speaking about media sources, did you notice in the newspaper a few weeks back there was a, a in the section where they talk about music, the band Perry? Yes. The band Perry. It's a country band, Joe. And yes. it's the band Perry and it's not us, Joe. Yes, and they have like... And they've um, got snazzy doodad suits and stuff. Yeah, they got a couple of dudes with like bad finger hair. Yeah. And snazzy I mean, it's like suits. the 70s. It's like 1972 again. Like, we don't have snazzy country suits, Joe. How come? Oh, I want one will. with a badge. Oh, we will. I want one with a badge. Well, when we helped... When we help um, Cousin Rick release his album, Cowboy Scat, Songs in the Key of Rick, we'll have we some, will have to don cowboy suits. Tasty cowboy suits. Tasty cowboy suits <laughs> to go along with the business. I want to look as good as the band Perry. The band Perry. Sure, all you have to do is lose about 40 years of age. <laughs> <laughs> well they were kind of like get bad finger hair country version of Hanson <laughs> <laughs> Hanson what happened to Hanson know. Oh, I think they went into excavating <laughs> because there's a company that always is like doing like open pit mining and it's called Hanson uh, they do construction Where was this guy they have what's interesting is that their logo looks like a waffle and at the time that I first mm. noticed it it was when Hanson was doing like They were they were doing endorsements for a certain kind of waffle. (laughs) (laughs) They were on a box of waffles, and they were driving past the pit where Hanson like excavates all their gravel, and they they have this logo outside that says Hanson, and it's got like this checkerboard waffle like pattern. It's like I'm telling you, it's that band. They're digging huge holes (laughs) in the earth. They're trying to bury goodness. (laughs) Damn them! Damn them! Damn them! Damn you, Hansen! You're so (laughs) handsome, pretty handsome. Hansen. We love you. Hansen and Gretel. I will eat the waffles, I promise. I think they were probably displaced when they turned 35 or something. (laughs) Yes, yes. Displaced by Justin Bieber.
2: (laughs) Ripeness is all.
0: Yes, that's everything. Once it is gone, it's gone. We're long since. Turn to, since turn, turn to chow. Turn to chow. Long old since. Old chow. No, I was thinking of uh, actually playing one of our one of our first recordings on our podcast. <laughs> what do you it's a that mean? What do you mean? What do you mean? Cover we song. play cover songs? We played it was the first demo that we did with oh. Ned Dennison. Oh. We did <laughs> I'm like thinking, what the fuck was oh. What the fuck was that, Joe? <laughs> you don't remember the first demo that we did as Big Green? Yes, I do. Yeah, there's yeah. four songs, right? Yeah. I was slipping and Sliding? Yeah, there was Slipping and Sliding. There was uh, She Got the Katie. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. She got there the was Katie. Uh, Ned's Song. Yeah. Um. She Got the Katie. I haven't heard that name in a face. Dog's Age. Well, I have that. that. I have that. I'd like to hear she got the Might be a little bit with it. Yeah. This is from the first demo we recorded as Big Green. This features me, Joe, Matt on bass, and Ned Dennison, one of our founders on guitar. And there is also a drummer by the name of Pete Young, a drummer from the Albany area and this was recorded in 1986. It was the first recording we made as Big Green and um, it's kind of interesting. It's a cover song. I won't say what. Just listen to it.
2: She's I said, you know my baby long Great gosh, I'm of my baby tall Yeah I said, my baby she long My baby's she tall She sits so in the head in the kitchen and it's out in the hall
0: Just as okay. a anniversary celebration of some kind. I thought you were talking about you're going to play some of the first song that we played on the podcast. I'm thinking, what the hell would that have been? I have no idea. <laughs> it's like, couldn't we just go back and listen to the original? <laughs> I think podcast? I've already done that. <laughs> yeah, just go back and listen to the that original. That sounds podcast. stupid and useful. Was, I mean, stupid and useless. That was stupidly useless. So, Joe, do we have a song to introduce? We should probably do it. Fed up. Oh, okay. That's a Rick Perry song. Yes. Rick Perry is still with us, ladies and gentlemen. Rick Perry. Still gubner. These will probably be the last of the Rick Perry songs. (laughs) Don't say that. It's not the last because his album will be coming out. His album, pretty album. (laughs) His albumin. They've come to pay the respects to (laughs) Alvin. Quite so. (laughs) Okay. We're skipping from Lost in Space to Star Trek. (laughs) Yes. Okay. So we're going to play that song by Rick called... Cousin Rick. Isn't that the name of his book? Cousin Rick's uh, book title, um, which he turned into a song. (laughs) So his book is a song now. (laughs) His book is a song. That'll help him to remember what's in the book. That's right. He turns it into a song, and it's a very deeply country. So it perhaps. got zoo animals in it. It's got several. Several. <laughs> it's got several. It's several. I think they're called <laughs> us. <laughs> it's like where are the monkeys? Where are the monkeys? Okay, well let's uh, spin it, Joe. Okay, here it comes. Fed up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs>
2: On the trigger Even with my vision blur It's like me in my Texas home It's like a broken granddaughter
0: surprisingly old-timey country as old-timey country it yes. i'm amazed and astounded that Rick i'm i'm ma- <laughs> i'm a <my> machine <laughs> i'm amazed <laughs> as well <laughs> i'm as well yes so
2: it was simply amazing simply amazing simply, simply amazing, amazing. <laughs>
0: I'm a mum machine. I'm a mum machine. <laughs> what the hell is this? What are I, you doing? I don't know. He's gone off. He's gone off the deep end again. <laughs> so Joe, I've seen a few episodes of the old show Kung Fu lately. Oh my god. And I was marveling at it. Marveling. Were they early episodes or later episodes? Those early episodes. Yeah, those early ones were It's <laughs> very strange show show. Yes. They actually tried. But it was trying in the Well, they weren't way. trying in the later ones. <laughs> no. They, it's like every other television no, show for that. You gotta era. admit, it was the most un American idea for a show ever. Oh, it was, yeah. <laughs> it's like, here's this guy. He's not a Christian. <laughs> I know. He's a vegan. <laughs> <laughs> right. He hates guns. Like he won't use a gun. Or, and, he's, and he goes into the American West. Which is filled with like racists <laughs> and steak eaters, you know. And it's guys. filled with racist steak eaters. <laughs> racist steak eaters with guns. <laughs> they all want it's to like, oh. Wow, what yeah. a show! And he usually beats the crap out of him with kung fu. Yeah, he goes around <laughs> killing them. <laughs> he doesn't want with to kung do fu. it, but he's always forced <laughs> into a situation in every episode where he has to beat them all up in slow motion. But you know what I noticed about it too? It's like. He's always talking like this. And I yes. originally assumed that, well, he's talking like that because, you know, English is not his first language. And so, of course, right. he talks like this because he yes. is thinking of what the English word is for some Chinese word. Yes. But then when they have the flashback scenes and he's talking to Master Po or the other one, he he's talks the talking same just way. the same. <laughs> yeah. It's like, wait a minute. Don't you know Chinese? <laughs> You should be speaking fluently now. <laughs> like a, oh. They figured, probably figured they'd confuse the That's audience if he talked different. Yeah, they they'd are. think, oh, who's that bald guy? Well, I think, <laughs> who's that bald guy that kind of looks a little kinda, like Kane? I always think like they kind of tried to do that and make him a little bit more Well, when he was a little kid, he wasn't talking like that. That's right. The, the guy that played him as a little kid was talking, you know, without...
1: Dogging like this
0: well then he was trained for years and years by all the people who used to be in Charlie Chan movies <laughs> like <laughs> Key Luke and yeah. Philip Ahn <laughs> yeah they got good work from that show. yeah they did they worked a lot yeah, they did they didn't you know hire the, an Asian guy to do the main role of course but they did hire a lot of Asian actors as, uh, they worked over time <laughs> yes they were pretty shameless with American Indians though Always Native terrible. Americans <laughs> they were usually played by european folks yes. people of european descent descent that is yeah it was still hollywood <laughs> <laughs> you're looking at that thing does that I'm mean i'm looking at your microphone what oh it's your a, microphone uh, is oh yeah it's you're sinking. right slipping down you're not getting enough of a level on me people yes. won't hear the brilliance that is my commentary people must hear your brilliance Every ounce of it. So yeah, it was a, it was a great un-American show, Joe. It was extremely un-American. It was shocking. Gosh, just the fact he wasn't a Christian was enough to make you kind of wonder. And it was it was on when George McGovern was running for president. <laughs> yeah, but Nixon was president, and he won again.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> Every state but Massachusetts, Joe. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. He got two votes, his own. (laughs) No, that was you. (laughs) That was you when you ran ran for student council president in sixth grade. That's right. No, actually, it was uh, eighth grade. Eighth grade. (laughs) Oh, So, Joe, I wanted to... uh, I'll I'll have to get the tape of it. I wanted to play um, a speech... Very short speech that was given at the anti-fracking rally in Utica. That was very good. It was uh, it was Jack Assant, and he was talking about um, a new movement afoot in New York State to try to criminalize hydrofracking oh. in the state. So I thought it would be interesting to hear. Um, I just actually uploaded today on my YouTube channel... Uh, presentation that he did later that night which is about a half hour long so that was interesting how long is the speech uh the one that he gave at the rally was only a few minutes long oh okay so i thought we could play it well Uh, let's hear it okay here it is all right here it comes this is this is jack assant speaking at an anti-fracking rally held in Utica, New York, in front of the state office building. Anti fracking anniversary edition. Here
3: it comes. <laughs> uh, for those of you who know the geology of the Finger Lakes, it's uh, quite different from the geology of the Barnett Shale or any uh, many other places that they're drilling this insidious uh, technology. Uh, I remember this Time Magazine cover where the, uh, the man of the year was, or woman of the year, was the protester. So i like to encourage all of you to uh, live that color, that cover, on, in your life experiences, and it looks like that's happening now. This is not just the Southern tier. The Southern tier is us. We are the Southern tier. Every part of the state will become the southern tier if we don't stick together on this issue. Amen. Uh, it's right. not regardless of whether we come from the Finger Lakes region, we come from Canton or St. Lawrence County that was accepting wastewater treatment up in their POTW, their publicly owned treatment facility. Uh, it's not if we're in a uh, dump out in Allegheny County in Angelica that's accepting the cuttings from this industry coming out of Pennsylvania as I speak. It's not if I lived in Himrod where we see the trucks already coming through exploring the area for eventual drilling where my township in Starkey is 60% to 70% leased at this point in time. So they're telling us one thing that wait, it won't come, you'll never see it, but what you won't see is a lot of the impacts that are already occurring in your community right now. So I I urge you to get out there, investigate, do the kind of job that's reflected in the the attendance today. I commend you for being as, as involved in this issue. I understand 22 of 26 towns in Oneida County have already endorsed a moratorium. Do your homework and let's move it up to the next level. The thing I'd like to conclude with is that we have a governor in this state that says he believes in democracy and yet says he's going to make a decision between sessions of the legislature. The legislature that we elected to represent, we the people, was in the assembly already said that we shouldn't be doing this without a comprehensive health assessment. My feeling is we shouldn't be doing this, period, whether we have it or not, and we should criminalize this. This is a criminal assault. Yeah. Yeah. For those interested in in getting their county legislators and their town uh, council people and supervisors to support the criminalization campaign, urge those kind of resolutions, just a resolution similar to these resolutions that are being urged by the gas company to support fracking, that we want this to be a criminal offense in New York State. This has all the hallmarks of a criminal act. When you allow these criminal Chemicals to be poured into your water. If I were to take and pour into these water, individually pour these chemicals in your well, I would be arrested. Why is it that that corporate, non-blooded, non-boned person isn't? So we have a governor who says he's going to make the decision. He's going to be make a draconian dictatorial decision between sessions of the state legislature that says it's going to be permitted in the southern tier and thus will be permitted anywhere as of an approved business practice in New York State. So this is a fight, folks. This is a battle, and I encourage you to join this battle against this governor who feels that he has that kind of authority. Thank you very much.
2: All right.
0: Well, that was interesting. I like to think so. Yes. We had Spike Jones speak too. Uh, Spike, <laughs> yeah.
2: Spike Jones.
0: That's what I thought when I heard his name. I thought Spike Jones, the guy that like plays like plays musical instruments that he makes out of cardboard. You know? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not that Spike Jones. It's a. It's another fractivist. Did he sing in Der Führer's face? Spike? <laughs> He did no singing, Joe. No no singing. singing. No, he's, uh, he's into, uh, civil disobedience. No. He, he, uh, was among some folks in, what county was it? It was one of the southern counties in New York State when they wanted, uh, during the 80s, they wanted to locate a low-level nuclear waste (laughs) disposal site in their county. And, uh, They blocked the road, (laughs) so the trucks couldn't get through, and they got, you know, a lot of them got arrested, and and they did manage to change the situation, though, with their, with their resistance efforts. And uh, Mario Cuomo at the time was governor, and he it was it was his baby, and he pulled it. So oh, he pulled the plug. Yeah, good. I think Allegheny County, I want to say. Huh. If there is such a place. Yeah, they'll Somewhere probably in the southern part of the state. They'll probably start trying to do that again be, because on-site, on-site nuclear waste storage is is just getting to the point where it's unsustainable. You're just saying that, Joe. No, it's sustainable. They'll just bring it down I know to it Texas. Is. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Where Rick's buddies will be <laughs> glad to find a place to yeah, put that's it right. into the ground. Rick's, Rick's Hopefully billion, billionaire pal. Yes. Just throw it in the ground. It'll be fine. It's frying up. Right <laughs> it's like they've got fracking injection wells that are causing earthquakes in, in uh, Texas. They prefer to call it soil injection, Matt. <laughs> yeah, well, they'd know. They ought to know. Well, so what do you think, Joe? Are we playing another song? Yes. And what song will that be? Well, it's a little song, kind of a... Called Baloney Star. Baloney Star, yeah. It's called Baloney Star. It's, it's a song Rick modeled after... Uh, Baloney. <laughs> <laughs> it's Rick's Susan Boyle number. <laughs> uh, yeah. Doesn't have anything to do with Baloney. Takes a very large, living, large approach. But well, he used to be a baloney boy. He was a baloney boy. <laughs> he used to ride herd. Yes, yeah, he did. On those baloney. Oh, baloney. So I'm thinking about voting for what? Romney. <laughs> <laughs> Romney! I'll would be the first. I, be, I thought he'd be the perfect president to preside over Sucktopia. <laughs> Sucktopia. <laughs> we already have Sucktopia, so why not install the perfect figurehead? Sure, what could go wrong? <laughs> what could possibly go wrong? What could possibly go wrong? Well, I'll make sure it stays that way. <laughs> what a good idea. I mean, he already looks like a president, you know, as seen on TV, so... Yeah, see, he looks like a television president. So he could finally be one, you know, and we'd all be happy. We've he had would, one before. He'd be we happy. We could have one again. Yes. Nothing went wrong. Or maybe while he's gone, we can, you know, take over the Democratic Party.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's likely. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Voting only fulfills one function. Keeping things from getting too much worse. That's it. That's all it does. If you confine yourself to voting. Yeah, but things getting keep worse. getting worse, Joe. Yeah, because <laughs> we're not doing anything else besides voting. Yeah, well, we could go to our Second Amendment remedies. <laughs> it's been done. <laughs> it's been done. <laughs> that was Sharon Engel's line, I think. Yes. If she was going to lose against Harry Reid, then she was going to have to turn to Second Amendment remedies. Yes, the people would certainly do that. Because God knows the Continental Congress would have been pleased to let people have automatic weapons. Enough that could wipe out the Continental Congress in two seconds. <laughs> oh, sure. Well, I mean, the Second Amendment doesn't say anything about guns. It's, the word guns doesn't appear in there. It's just arms. So It alludes to it, Joe. That's... <laughs> Not enough. <laughs> yeah, doesn't it just mean that the army can have flintlocks? Well, apparently, if, I mean, if if you're a purist, it means that uh, Joe Schmuck can have a helicopter, an attack helicopter, or a tank. Because those are all arms. Nuclear weapons, why not? Those are arms. Yeah, that's true. I want a tactical nuclear missile, sir. That's right. Weapons of mass Deliver destruction, those are all arms. I can have some of those I'd like to Yes Did we play the song yet? Did we introduce it? No Oh (laughs) (laughs) What song? I've forgotten Does does it have to do with What we're speaking about? Lone Star Oh yeah Lone Star No it's It's a story of Betrayal Finding himself Finding himself in Texas (laughs) What part of himself did he find? He found his ass in Texas (laughs) He's reconciled himself to being leader of Texas. we have It's not the first song to follow that theme. <laughs> yeah. Admittedly. There's me. been a few. But if this were a rock <laughs> opera, yeah, there'd be a place for it somewhere. Yeah. yeah, this would be the one that he'd sing alone. That's right. When it's raining. Lone Star.
2: Here it is. This
0: is going out to Sam Houston. That's right. Father of all we now hold is true. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> okay.
0: Here it is. That was that was amazing. <laughs> Insert song here. <laughs> you already played it. Now we're past that. We're past and that. And we're reacting to the song being played. We're reacting. Oh, my God, that was fantastic. That was utterly wonderful. Thank you. Absolutely superb. Thank you. Just to be a part Quite agree. Just to be a part of this listening pleasure. This thing <laughs> that is Rick. <laughs> the phenomenon. That is right. The phenomenon. The phenonym. You don't even have to put reverb on that guy's voice. It's just so pearly. It's azure pink. And his teeth are pearly white. Da 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 da. I'm <laughs> like not in the same part of the song as you. <laughs> yeah. What song? Da, 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 da. So, any final thoughts on our anniversary? Did Bobby Darren write that song? Yes. No. No, that was uh, Bertolt Brecht. Oh, is it? Okay. And uh, Brecht and Wild. It's from. <laughs> so, Bobby Darren just wrote, like, I think it's from Three Penny Opera. Has anybody seen my old friend Lincoln? Has anybody here <laughs> seen my old friend Lincoln? Yes. That's a tearjerker song. I still can't hear it. I love crying. We should play that. Uh, <laughs> I play that just to make the people cry. Just to make the so people cry. So Joe, our cry. anniversary show is awful. <laughs> That's in keeping with how, the tradition that we've created here How can we repay that? <laughs> how can we repay that? We should apologize for the fact that this is awful <laughs> I'm sorry You are shit, I am shit I actually wrote a few things down that we could talk about But they're boring You didn't talk about Upon it anymore Upon looking at them, they're too boring Not too. Boring. Well, at least I got a new pen out of this podcast Oh, it just exploded in my pocket Oh, for Christ's sake. Thanks, Dave. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Thanks,
0: Dave Thompson. <laughs> Enemy of the people. I wonder how long this is going to stay on your floor. <laughs> this is packaging. Oh, probably another year. Okay, we'll leave it on the floor. We'll let the folks know if it's still there <laughs> by our next anniversary shoe, which will happen one year from today. That'll be a really big shoe. A very big shoe. Thanks for joining us for this wonderful podcast anniversary episode. Yes, Thank you. thanks. We might actually thanks. have more to say. We will certainly have more to <laughs> say. But we're going to pretend that it's just like a few seconds later when actually it's probably going to be a week later that we're actually saying it. But you won't know that in podcast land and I shouldn't be telling you this. Could be seconds all weeks <laughs> or maybe this is the whole show <laughs> since we're playing extra songs it might be perhaps and we might have to put some work into uh the production of rick's album so yes we have much work to do much work so to right help now Rick. i'm stuffing some paper in my kazoo and joe is doing other so important without, things without further ado I broke my kazoo. I like stuffed a piece of paper in it and now it doesn't work. How am I going to play this out, Joe? (laughs) It still works. (laughs) Doesn't sound Sounds great. Doesn't sound (laughs) very (laughs) healthy. (laughs) It sounds angry. You wouldn't like it when it plays angry. It's a kazoo version of the Hulk. (laughs) can't get that paper out, Joe. It's a plastic tube, for Christ's sake. Wait, where, where's that paint? Where's that Dave Hayes pen? What the fuck's
2: his last name again?
0: Thompson. Oh, Joe, I got the Dave Thompson pen stuck in the kazoo, trying to get the paper out. Oh, what a disaster. <laughs> <laughs> now it's
2: stuck in my eye. Ah! <laughs> Call Dave Thompson <laughs> What he's done to my beautiful eye <laughs> He, he shouldn't have the package Oh what a world
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, She's dead You killed her Right Part of me always thought that, you know, the Tea Party would realize if they ever got health care. <laughs> They'd have their moment of, she's dead. You killed her. You killed
1: <laughs> All her. hail, Dorothy. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Boy, they turned fast.
0: But since, since the healthcare bill is such a sucktopia <laughs> that probably won't happen. <laughs> hey, this pen is even cheaper than usual. Look at it, it doesn't have any ink in it. <laughs> It's like, thanks, Dave. Your stupid pen blows. And he wants us to make how many of these? Thousands. <laughs> okay, anniversary show over. <laughs> I dig- now that you've destroyed the kazoo. I, I got the pen out. <laughs> oh, I got the paper out. <laughs> Victorious. Victory
2: is ours. Victory for a pellet. <laughs>
0: Quite so. Good night. Good night. Well, that does it. Another year ahead, my friends. This is Big Green brought to you by no one in particular. No one will broadcast this show. For God's sake, at the podcast. It's not even what you would call a show. It's just a file we post somewhere on the web, and people download it at random. People like you. Learn more about us at big green.net. Follow me on Twitter. <laughs> my handle is at Big Green Joe I'll follow you if you follow me see ya